This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. There's a team that we all love. Playing out of person time. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up, for fail. 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 Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It is Wednesday the 20th of September. It's quarter to nine at night. It's the night after the run ended and we did say soon related it was going end. And I think we all kind of knew it was going to be Burton that ended it. It was just written in the stars. And Johnny, I presume you've got an happy wife. Yeah, she, she hasn't shut up about it. Do me then. Yeah, listen to her. Yeah, but <laughs> will be... Some of the reaction that I didn't even listen to Praise and Grumble, I've heard what some of the reaction was on there, and some of the reaction on Twitter is downright disgusting. Because if anyone come out of that game last night thinking we weren't the better side, give your head a wobble. Because yes, we didn't take the chances and goals win your games, that's the fact. And we need to be more clinical. But let's be honest, we had enough chances when two games of football last night. We we'd have scored eight on another day, wouldn't we, Johnny? Yeah, we, we would. I think I think the one thing that sticks out to me is it was three three periods of embarrassing defending. But and I and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the word embarrassing for that. What I'm not fine with is is seeing that it it was an embarrassing result that I've seen a few people say. Losing three two to someone in the in, in, in the same league as us isn't embarrassing. It's gonna happen. Do you know what I mean? Like I know it's not the same, but like losing seven nils, embarrassing. Yeah. Like losing losing three two when you've had a good go. You, if you're two nil up and you've lost three two, maybe. But the, the the game last night was a team that was up for what they've been sold as the derby, and that's the difference. I think we treated it another game. They've they've come at it as it's it's one of our derby games, and that maybe maybe that's the difference. Maybe that Crosby's got to treat it like that in the week leading up to the next one to get the players a bit more fired up for it. I don't know. I, don't, we, like, I get what you're saying that way, but I get what you're saying. I don't think it was a case of the players not being fired up. I think it's just one of them nights, and we've all said you're going to get them over a game in a season where. There's a way to lose a game of football, and if you're going to lose a game of football, lose it playing well, creating chances. Don't lose it going down with a wimple like we did at Barnsley, and we're going to lose games. I think we played worse than that this season and come away with all three points. Yeah, we have, we have done. But what I mean, what I mean by them being more up for it is that there was a couple, of, there was a couple of times where they, 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 they ran a little bit more and they chased and harried a little bit more. And I think like it's not a knock at anyone, but. 
two players went missing for us in the second half. And I think that was a bit of a worry. Fair. Let's see. And we're also joined by Biddle's finest. Steve, what your first thoughts on last night? Yeah, um, I'm very similar to you, Pair. I've been loads of games where Vale have lost. I've come away thinking, Jesus, we haven't created a chance. We haven't been threatening. We're going to struggle here. Last night wasn't like that. All through the game, up until they went 2-1 ahead, I was convinced Vale were going to win. I just thought, we're going to turn this around. We played some lovely stuff, um, but we gave three really bad goals where we'll apportion blame in a minute or two. But I agree with Johnny. In the second half, a couple of our players disappeared. And, and I, I won't say who I think they are, because I'm interested to know whether you two agree with them, with agree with me who they are. But it, it was just frustrating. We come back at one all half time, I think we're going to win this. Then we give a shit second goal away because we don't pick up off a corner and Sang gets done at the back post. And then we're up against it again. And we'll come on, people. They... The referee in their shit hours in was very frustrating. But again, I don't blame them for doing that because that's what you've got to do, isn't it? It's not a slight on Burton, you know, we've done it ourselves and we'll do it. But it was a bad day at the office, but there were re- some really decent signs there for me. Yeah, yeah, there was. I mean, another day, there was that one, I think, at nil-nil where Garrity comes across and he's eight yards out and he swipes at it nine times out of ten, he's scoring that, it goes over the bar. There's the Wilson one that hits the inside of the post in the first half, comes back to the goalie. Another day that hits the inside of the post and goes in. There's the Wilson effort at the end where he hits it on the volley. He hits that not quite as clean and it probably goes anywhere the either side of the goalie. That's in, as you say, you two can name me more now. Yeah, well, Garrity and Devine both had a pretty similar effort from the left-hand side of the box as well in the first half that the yeah. keeper seen. So there was there was more than enough chances. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing there's nothing to worry about in that sense. The worry may be to that we aren't clinical enough, mm. and we need to prove that. You can make as many chances as you want, but if you're not finishing them, you've you've got to question that. And my other slight concern. Isn't isn't really anything to do with isn't anything really to do with the team or anything. It's just that at times we 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 seem to we we see we seem to want to beat ourselves, and and that's how it felt like with the defensive errors yesterday. It felt like we beat ourselves. We weren't beaten by a good side at all, and that's that that's the the frustrating thing about it like the mistake for the the first one we had a good good chat about it and there's probably there's definitely two players you can look at and say cocked up for it and some people are saying a third and obviously we'll get into it you look at the second goal there's there's definitely two players that 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 cocked up for it and there's potentially a third and then the third goal Smithy falls over, unfortunately. Ojo's steaming back, but the yak cocks up for that one and it, it's kind of let us in. So each one of them, whilst the finish might have been decent, you, you have to portion a lot of the blame to the reason we conceded the goal to individual error rather than, oh, he's been sat down sort of thing. Like, And, and that's that's kind of the frustrating thing is that, like, they they will have sat down and watched them videos back today, and each one of their players would have gone, "Yeah, sorry, boss, I should have done X, Y, and Z." And that that's 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 the worry to me is that 
one a game you can let off. Three, you kind of have to think, well, what what's what's happened there? Like, how has that sort of happened? Yeah, no, it's fair. And before the game, Johnny, your message was that's the right eleven for me. Chislet out the squad though was a little concerning. Yeah, I think knowing that Mitch wasn't fully fit, um, and knowing that we've got another five games in this next three weeks, like it wasn't it wasn't right to risk him from the start. And the rest the rest of the team kind of picks itself, barring barring the Chislet thing. So, um, yeah, I just I don't blame Crosby for that. I do, I think I think he made good subs yesterday. I think. Everyone pretty much had an impact coming on. There was a player that was left on that I think probably would have been brought off if Loft hadn't hadn't done his car, didn't felt his calf in the warm up sort of thing. Um, so yeah, there's there's a couple of bits and bobs. But what I really want to talk about is we spoke about this at the start of the season, best. So it's no real surprise, but. What happens to, to the refereeing thing? Like, why do they do this all the time and go, right, there's going to be 400 minutes of added time at the start of the season. We're, we're eight games in, and now it's down to six minutes for blatant time wasting. Like, the, that in that second half, there would have been six minutes last year in that half because there was nine subs, there was three goals, there was a number of stoppages. There would have been six minutes then anyway. So that's just rolled all the way back and allowing the players have the advantage. They're walking away with the ball again. Tom Hamer took 37 seconds on one of the throw-ins and was just left to it. Like, it was it was a case of, like, the keeper took ample amount of time on every single chance, was told. You've said before, Bez, you give a goal kick. By the time you're at the halfway line with your hand up, any longer than that is time-wasting. And every single one, the ref was at the halfway line, turning around, staring at him. Yeah. And it's just it's things like that. It's like don't bring out this new directive, and partially don't. Some refs are still applying it as well because we're still seeing ten and twelve minutes in some games. So what the fuck's going on with it? And like you said, the referee isn't the reason we lost that game. But no. if that game is refereed right, we're probably still playing it now. Yeah, and I'd love to give you an answer. And I can't. Because I thought he boots, he boot their centre off early on for taking time on a goal kick, and I thought, yeah, yeah he's on top of it, he's going to have these tonight, and then we'll do ref watch, we'll roll it in now. Then second off, he seemed determined that we take the throw in on the exact spot that the ball goes out, which took yeah. longer for us to take a throw in. However, Burton could take it anywhere within a twenty yard radius of the ball going out. Yeah. There was no, oh, you've got to take it back, carry on ten yards, take it up there. So he only implied that for one team. As you say, how the goalkeeper got away without a booking is beyond me. And at one point, I thought he's actually going to give us an indirect free kick in the box here for how long yeah. the goal is taking. Because at one point, I saw him tell the goalie, hurry up, because I was watching him to see what he was doing. And he screamed at the goalie, hurry up, and the goalie didn't hurry up. And I thought, well, he's giving his warning. He's going blow now because he's warned him, blow, yellow card, it's an indirect free kick in the box where the goalie stood. And I was convinced he was going to do it. He didn't. Their goalie went down supposedly injured and added time, and he never added that time back on. But he did go over to the touchline and boot the assistant who, from what I could see, is the one that told him, go down, pretend you're injured because you can't come off for 30 seconds. Yeah. So he did go over to the goalie then and say, Luke, you're not injured, get the fuck up. 
Yeah. But the goalie right. still didn't get up and I'd have booked him myself. If I was refing, I'd have booked him. I'd have said, well, you're simulating, there's your yellow card. And by that point, it should have been about his sixth. Um, yeah. I've already mentioned before we press record, Burton's number four. Who I thought did a decent job for them. He did what he was there for, which was rat, give fouls away, break up play. And that's what Burton asked him to do, so he's done his job. However, in the first half, I'm sure I counted six or seven fouls by him. And I thought, well, the ref's got to have him in a minute for consistently infringing the laws of the game, which is the technical term for this. But basically, always fouling. He never booked him. How we didn't get away with booking is beyond me. And yeah, I just thought it was a real shite performance from the ref. Two out of ten. Because he started with the right intentions, booking the centre-half. And I know we had a chat in the group chat, and I have said it on here earlier in the season around why was the centre-half booked and not the goalie. It's because the directive was that if you've got a player that places the ball, as though he's going to take a free kick, and then he's blatantly time-wasted, and then goes, actually, you come and take it, and moves away from it. He's the one that gets booked, because he's the one that's been time-wasted. But again, he got that right, and that's the only one he got right. At one point, he watched the goalie look at the ball boy who threw the ball to him and the goalie pretended then he didn't see it and carried on focusing on the ball that had gone out to play. And he should have booked him there and then for that. And he didn't. But the reason we lost that game of football is because we didn't take his chances. And yeah. we defended very poorly at three times. However, the ref did not help that game of football and was absolutely fucking diabolical. Two out of ten, dog shit referee. Question for you. Um, our blasters tackle in the first half... Some people that watched it on TV said that's probably a red card. What was your thoughts on it? I haven't seen it back, so my initial reaction on the ground was he's got away with one. I'll be totally honest. If he'd have made contact, and I know he didn't, if he'd have made contact, he's walking without a shadow of a doubt. Now, I'm going to ask you the question that we spoke about quite a lot. Yeah. Half-time, Dino in that tunnel saying, why have you not sent our, our, our blaster off? Will the ref have had a chance to see that back in any capacity? Officially, no. He shouldn't have. There'll be no tallies in the referee's room. The only way he'll have seen it back is if a boot and coaching staff or management have shoved an iPad in his face and gone, he already is the tackle. So what about Which, if, the, if the fourth official's mentioned it? Because like, I know they can say something. So if the fourth yeah. official's seen it, it would have been a red, wouldn't it? No. Yes, yes, because the fourth official would have said, Luke, my view, that's a red. And then yeah. it's the ref's final call. And if the ref goes, Luke, no, he was five yards away from him, it's fine. Yeah. That's on the ref then. So 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 if, and obviously we don't know if this has happened, no. but this 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 is how it feels to me. Because I thought first off, the ref was all right. Yeah, no, I, I didn't all fairness. I think other than the the, the time wasting thing and him not him not keeping track of that. I thought he was I thought he was pretty anonymous. I I didn't didn't recognise him being there, which was good. It's what you want from a referee. Yeah. So if there's a chance that he's been told, he's seen, whether it whether Dino said, well, you've missed one there, and he's actually off thinking, should I have done something? And that's just kind of seconded it. Could that have had a play 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 on him? Potentially, yeah. Subconsciously. Consciously he wouldn't have you know, allowed that subconsciously, yes, it could have done without a shadow of a doubt. And that's the only thing I can think of that is because to to, to see two polar opposite halves of football, like yeah. that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that he thinks he's cocked that up. And like I say, I've not I've not seen it back either, but I know a couple of people that watched it on TV said 
he, he got away with one. So yeah. when he went in, I winced because I thought oh, he's in trouble here. Yeah. And that was my initial reaction. And I know some people, especially the older generation who remember football when, you know, excuse the pun, but men played it. Yeah. They'll have gone, Christ, there's nothing wrong with that. In my day, you wouldn't have even got a foul. I get that. That isn't football anymore. You can't dive in recklessly. I booked two plays on Sunday for tackles from behind, slide tackles from behind, going through the man before they got the ball. Yeah. And they weren't overly dangerous, otherwise it'd have been a red. But again, the tackles that when I started refing 20 years ago, you'd have screamed great tackle. Because yeah. they've got the ball, however, they've gone through the man to get the ball, and you can't do it anymore. Yeah. If all blaster made any contact, it's reckless, it's excessive force. They're the sort of words that referees had used. Exactly. And that's why I can't afford to play Sunday football anymore. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, ref but, was poor. But again, credit to Burton because they came with a game plan, executed it well. And they had three shots on goal and all three went in. Yeah. Steve, did you see that all blaster tackle better? Because it was launched its side more, wasn't it? Yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to phrase it properly. It was an orange card for me. He could have got sent off with a different ref or... It could have happened what did happen, like you just let it carry on. I thought the ref, if you separate the ref's time wasting from everything else, I don't think he was too bad. I'm like what you said, Johnny. We got the crowd as a whole. We became obsessed by the time wasting. And you do, don't you? So you don't see that actually he didn't referee too badly. The time wasting was terrible. I think our blast was lucky, but... Put it like this, if if a Vale player get, gets tackled like that, you want to see a red card, don't you? That's I think that's the best way of talking about it, really. Yeah. And yeah. But what what I will say on the time wasting is, and that this come really apparent to me yesterday, there was some really bad time wasting from Burton. There really was. was. There was also some where they were taking just as long at nil nil and one all as they were when they were in front. But because you're losing, fans all of a sudden have got a different tolerance of what time-wasting is and what it isn't. And there were some points where the Vale fans were screaming time-wasting and actually they'd just taken a normal amount of time. I'd, I'd agree I'd agree with that entirely. I thought sometimes the crowd were getting on the back when they, they weren't, especially a couple of goal kicks, when he did speed it up. When he was really clever at the keeper, he didn't do it every time, did he? He would, he would pick his moments. And... Yeah. It's like you say, you become hypersensitive to it when you're behind and you, especially when you've been playing well, you miss chances, you get frustrated. The crowd get frustrated, the players get frustrated, and the whole thing gets magnified. But it was, there. theirs was a proper away shit-outing performance. And none of us can sit here and say we, we wouldn't want Vale to do that, because we all do, don't we? So it's the ref's job to stop it, and he did a really bad job. Yeah, truthfully, it wasn't too dissimilar to our away performance at Oxford when it was 11 v 11. Yeah. Where we sat men behind the ball, tried hit him on the break, and I'd say Burton were more effective than we were on that day of hit him on the break until Oxford went down to 10, and then we managed to get a foothold in the game. Yeah, look, like you say, there's nothing wrong with what they did. That's the thing. Like We, we applauded Lucas at Scunthorpe away, was it? Yeah. yeah. When, when, when his hamstring popped and, like... Everyone thought he was dead, and then he got up. So, and he did it two or three other times as well. So, like we we put that out there that like when you're winning and it's done, it's it's fine, isn't it? But yeah, it, and it, it's one I'd of them say, down to the ref not boot. And I think, but but my own, my only irritants with it is that if that had happened last season, 
I would have been annoyed by it, but not as angry as I, I was last night. Because of all this chatter from the referee inside of it and telling us what's going to happen, that's the thing that angered me about it more last night, is that we knew this was going to happen. We spoke about it on a year and said this was going to happen. It happened the other year with the shirt pulls in the box where we had about 10 penalties in the first three weeks and then everyone turned around and went, oh, this can't happen. We've had all the managers going, oh, we can't keep playing 10 minutes added time. It's, it's bad for the players' health and stuff like that. But instead of the players being told, stop being a dickhead, everyone seems to have just caved. And that's my real frustration about it. And I'd like an explanation about it from the powers that be why why it stopped yeah i, because... I yeah God, i think you're quite i think you're 100 right why stop it the way to stop the players fucking around is to keep it up and, and keep the, the levels high on it all you've done is you've, you've been beaten haven't you you know the system is effectively beating it beating them hasn't it yeah they've decided that you can't change it they've been stuck in the mud and they've had a go and they pied it off too early and it's the detriment of the game, I think. Agreed. And I don't mind if you're not going add all the time on like they did at the start. However, if you're still going to make sure you yell a card every player that's time-wasting. Yeah. Because Burton had probably ended it. up with two cents off and five yellows last night. Or they just stopped time-wasting yeah, one they, or the other. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. Because if he'd have been consistent, Book's the keeper and says to him, you do it again, you're off. Yeah. And you've seen that I'll beat you. Then it doesn't happen. I don't think it would be a case of eight side. I think it would stop very quickly. And like, no, Johnny, said, and like Johnny says, I think it's really sad. For all football fans in general, not just us as Vale fans, that they haven't had the balls to see it through. And they haven't, have they? Pep Guardiola, no, yeah. Arteta, uh, all these big guns saying, oh, the, like you said, the players are knackered. He's 110 minutes. But they're not actually playing any longer because they're rolling around on the floor having a drink. It, it's... Completely false and um, like bad case of misdirection, in my opinion. But we seem to be reverting back to last season, and it is disappointing. Yeah, like you say, I agree. Actually, they're playing 90 minutes now rather than playing 60 minutes, or yeah. they should have been. I mean, just looking, he boots Sam Hughes there, number five, after 17 minutes. So we set his stall out early. You're not getting time waste. I'm on top of it. And then it was as though we'd gone, well, I've made a token effort and now forget about it, do what you want. Because yeah. I've tried, I've, you know, I've really tried. I've booked one, I've really tried, but they carried on. Well, no, book the next one and then book the next one and then book the next one. And they'll soon stop or they'll go down to about eight men. And then they won't do it again the week after. But, hey, oh, that's, that's ref watch. Two out of ten, dog shit. Johnny, carry on with your mark for Crosby and coaching staff, etc. Yeah, I think look, I think I think it's seven for Crosby. Um, I think he picked the right eleven. He made the subs at the right time. He he was kind of hamstrung into what subs he could make by Loft picking up the picking up the knock. Uh, but I, I don't think anything on last night you can you can really point the finger at, at Crosby or the coaching staff for. So. I'm quite happy with it. Look, if we'd won, we'd be we'd be waxing over it. I think the the performance on the whole was 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 decent. Attacking wise, we were fantastic without being clinical. And we, you've said it already. We will we will win games of football this season playing worse than that hundred percent. And already have. 
Yeah, yeah. already. Well, yeah, already. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd probably go as far as say Reading and Carlisle. We, we, we played worse than that as well. Agree. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Totally agree with that. And it's 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 frustrating that that's probably one of our best footballing. Well, the last two games, to be fair, have been our best footballing games this season. And I think we've created more chances last night than we've created in any 90 minutes of football this season. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interestingly, the last two games, my mate Daz, he, he used to support Wales. Well, still does, I suppose. Stopped going about 25 years ago. And I've had a spare season ticket the last couple of games. And he's come. And he's like, Vale are a really, really good, attractive football inside these days. You know, and I said to him, yeah, we're not, we're not like, we're not a bad side. We are a good side and we are attractive. We are a, an attractive team to watch. I agree about Crosby. It's not Crosby's fault. The first goal, Ripley not coming, Sank standing there, Smithy standing there. The third goal, two players getting out of strength. That's not Crosby's coaching or Crosby's selection. That's on the players. Crosby didn't do a lot wrong last night for me. Um, I agree with you both. And I think it would have been nice had he got an attacking option on the bench, i.e. centre forward. And we already know that Loft pulled out in the warm-up or what have you, because I think it would have been interesting to see whether he'd have gone two up top to try and win the game, or whether he should have been a straight swap lot for Wilson and you go with the bigger man. Question for both, question both of you. Go on. Would you have done the obvious and taken Willow off and Bob's locked on in his place? Because I wouldn't. I would no, have I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't either. I think, like I say, when, when we go in the players, there was one player that went missing in the second half that I would have taken off, but it, what what I've just been saying, do you know, interestingly, Bez, mm. so Barnsley, the first game of the season, yeah, we had 14 shots. Yeah. Fleetwood, we had we had 12. Blackpool, we had nine. Charlton, we had 15. Yeah. Um, Carlisle, we had 17 shots. Yeah. Through in the Pizza Trophy, we had 16. Oxford yeah. away, we had eight. Um, uh, no, sorry, crew in the League Cup was 16. Crew in the Pizza's Trophy was 10. Yeah. Northampton was 14. And then last night was 23 attempts in total. So actually, we've been having lots of shots in every game. Mm. It's, it, it's, it's, the quali- it's obviously the quality of shot. And I think yeah. we've, really got to, we, we've really got to improve that. And I don't want to start the, we should have signed a goal scorer. Because I don't, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the issue. I think just the issue at the minute is that we've got to maybe scuff a shot or two. Yeah, I mean that one at the end, as I've already said with Willow, if you just scuff that, it probably goes in. Yeah, Garrity probably hits his in the first half, the one where the keeper yeah. saves it. Probably hits that too well. S- and similar, to be honest, the one he put over, which was an open goal. Yeah, one's an open goal, but if he hits the target, it goes in. Yeah, and that's it. on on another day. Like I say, we're three or four up before the, the before the first mistake even happens, and yeah. it's it's an happy day. So I, I say I'm not going, I'm not going to dwell on it too much. But what the one thing I'll say, like like I say, three three stupid mistakes and a poorish game by a couple of players over the course of ninety. Yeah, I'm with you, and we'll talk about the players now because, as we always say, after a bad result. These marks are on yesterday. They're not a reflection of the player overall. They're not a reflection of the player, you know, of what we think of them. It's how they performed on the 90 minutes yesterday. But before we do, the stats according to Sky Sports. Possession, Vale had 66% to Burton's 34. 
Total shots according to Sky, Vale had 19 to Burton's eight, of which Vale at the target nine times, Burton at the target three times. Um, corners, Vale had seven to Burton's one. Vale got caught offside four times to Burton's none. Vale had five, five blocked shots to Burton's one. Vale won six tackles to Burton's nine. Vale won 24 aerial duels to Burton's 18, which surprises me because I thought Burton's front three won all their aerial duels. And goalkeeping, our keepers made no save to their goalie who's made seven. So there your stats according to Sky. So let's get into the players' ratings. Brought to you by Johnny's Bar, St. John's Square and Burton. Get yourselves down for a pint. I might even be in there having a game of dominoes, kicking Amos's arse and taking all his money off him with a gadget. But yeah, let's get on to the players. In goal, Johnny, Connor Ripley. Five for Ripley. I think I, I've looked. I've looked at the the goal back, which I know we I don't normally do, but I've looked at all three goals back. So I wanted to be clear on this because there was a couple of there was a, there was a debate in one of my chats with with Ali that couldn't make it yesterday, but watched it on TV. I thought Ripley could have done better for it. Having watched it back, he's got a good starting position. He starts on the edge of his six yard box and he retreats back. So. The only thing I can think of is he's not shouted for it, gone back, but the players have seen where he is. I do think he should have come and claimed it. Um thought it probably would have been quite simple for him to do so. Um, but his kicking was a bit off. I know he shanked that one out to play first time, which led to the throw in that, that eventually led to the goal sort of thing. And I'm not blaming him for that um, because of Players mispass, misplace passes all the time, don't they? So we've got to defend that throw in and then per se that cross because the throw didn't actually cause the, the danger that some of the long throws did. Um, other than that, he was steady. He was he was acting as the that the fourth centre half at times. And yeah, kind of rippling. He's he's got he's he's gonna have a bad day at the office every now and again. And sometimes you expect his mates to dig him out of it. But the other two, he couldn't have done anything about. I've seen some people saying the second for the corner, he should have come out and taken everything. But no I, I don't know. I think, I think if he if he try, tries to come there and a, a, a player in the middle of the six-yard box heads it in front of him, you, you're absolutely going mental, aren't you? So I don't blame, I don't blame him for either of the other two. Yeah. Steve? Yeah. Um... In the ground, and I in a terrible place for that goal. It looked like the cross had come an awful long way and was floated in and was made for the keeper to come and get it. I thought that live, I've watched it back, and I still think that. But there's a couple of other players who don't cover themselves in glory, and it seemed to be a bad case of to me, to you, to me, to you, and no one actually doing anything. Um, Smithy could have done better. Sang was, it was Sang's man. So... Yeah, but the set the other two goals, that corner, that short corner is right down by our side actually. That lad whips it in, like you say, Johnny. If someone gets in front of Ripley and heads it into an open goal, you you're hammering him. The third goal was down to Smithy being a bit weak and Funzo throwing himself to the floor for an odd reason. Nothing Ripley can do. I like Ripley's starting position in the second half. He's good on the ball. And what the lads in Law Street said, oh, do you know what? I'd rather Connor had at his feet in the centre circle than Smithy. And there's a lot, you know, there's a, there's a bit to that. It wasn't Connor Ripley's best game, but, you know, he's still a very, very good keeper and, you know, still love him. Yeah. 
with you both, Connor Ripley for me is still the best goalie in League One. However, last night I'd give him four because I think the first goal he's got come and claim. And yes, there's two other defenders that we'll get to as we go through the ratings who didn't cover themselves in glory. I do half wonder if they've been put off by the fact Ripley starts to come and then retreats and they think our goal is coming. I don't want to get clattered by him. They've stood still and then their lads nipped in. Yes, they've still got defending. That's on them. So I'm not absolving them of the blame. But Ripley's got come for that and, mate, you know, he's got to get there for me. It really has. Yeah, if your keeper doesn't screen for it, you, you you should be dealing with it. So that's that's my if, if then players have thought, oh, Ripley's going to deal with this, and he hasn't screamed for it, then they, they're even more so at blame for me. Agree. However, if they've seen in the corner of their eye, he started coming. And again, yes, you've got to make sure he's coming, but he did start coming. There's no question about it. He started coming for that ball and then retreated. It wasn't whipped in with pace or anything. It's a high floating ball. I'd expect a good League One goalie to come and claim that. And Connor Ripley is a good League One goalie. That's not me saying he isn't. I think he just, for some reason on the night, whether he lost it in the lights, whether he just completely misjudged it, he decided not come. And, I you think, know, he's, he's going to make a mistake. Of course he is. I think if Aiden Stone doesn't come for that last season... Oh, people are bollocking him. He's, battered, he's getting battered. Oh, agree. Totally agree. Thank you. And I agree. Can't do much more with the other goals. However, they've had three shots on target. All three have gone in. Your goalie's there, same shot. And again, if that's Aiden Stone last season that's had three shots and all three have gone in, he's getting battered. Yeah, people wouldn't blame Stone for the second two goals. They couldn't do. Well, they shouldn't do. I'll yeah. be honest. On the night, I blame Ripley for the third, and then I saw it back and went, "No, my eyesight needs to check it." <laughs> because I thought he got beat at his near post for the third. How quick it was! And then when he see it back at, he's gone across him into the corner. <laughs> and yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. But on the night, I was like, "Has he just been beat at his near post?" Yeah. Because it I just happened that quick, didn't it? Yeah, I wasn't convinced he didn't take a deflection. To be fair. Yeah, potentially he did. Potentially. But yeah, so I just think five's generous because of what he's done in previous games. If I'm judging him on this game, it's a four. That's just my opinion on Connor. But I still love him and I still, you know, wouldn't swap him for anybody. Uh, Steve, moving on right to the back three last night, was Kof. Yeah, not his best game, was it? It was ponderous, um, a bit cumbersome. It looked a bit slow. Whether two games in two, three days is a bit too much for him coming back from injury, I don't know. He just, I've been really impressing, but last night I wasn't. He struggled last night against their lads who were quite pacey and direct. Didn't get a lot of help, maybe, but no, he wasn't really good last night. Johnny? Yeah, I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think it was as good as his game Saturday, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible, like you'd think. Oh, don't don't ever want to see him in a shirt again. Um, I thought it was a five. A couple of times he was a bit, he was a bit slow. He's passing, he's passing. He seemed to leather into everyone, um, rather than just like passing it into him. I don't know if that was kind of in reaction to what had happened to Ripley's pass that went out of play or or whatnot. But he's decent centre half in there and. Like not not gonna absolutely slate him, um, especially not on his birthday. But yeah, f- five for Rick, for Barmer. Yeah, no, agree with you both. And someone said to me last night, it could have been my dad actually, um, as he got lead in his boots when he's passing the ball to someone else. Yeah. Because as you say, he was just leathering it into him. But yeah, it, questionably the best of the back three for me. But a five is right. He wasn't great by any stretch. Mm. Um, moving on. 
Johnny in the middle, Captain Smudge. Yeah, look, I know there's a lot of people that are saying Smithy's at blame for that first one. I don't see it. If you watch the video back, he's he's standing at the front post and he gets in Barmer's way, if anything. But I don't think he, I don't think either Kofi or Smith were ever going to head that ball. Um, that it, the guy that heads it is someone else's man, so they've got to take responsibility. The third, if you watch it back, it's a terrible mistake by the Yak. And then Smithy's got two on one, so can't can't commit. Um, and unfortunately falls over. I'm not sure how, but like falls over. Um, other than that, throughout the game, he did everything else fine. He, he won his headers when he needed to. He was he, he was having his shirt pulled left, right, and centre at times, and the referee wasn't interested, which only leads me to believe he's probably doing the same thing on the other side, and the ref can see that both are at it. Um, but yeah, it was it's an all right game. Um, five for Smithy. Like I'm not, I can't hammer him for any of them really. Um, but yeah, it's seen better games. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Smithy could the first goal. He was a bit statuesque, but I think we're going to whose man it was. So I won't, I won't nail him to the cross yet. The third goal is about the yak diving in, which is the third time he's done that in different games, Smith is 2-1. He actually makes a decent tackle, and nine times out of ten, it's enough to um, to stop the attack. But somehow, their lad was strong, and it just rolled to him. I thought Smith was OK. I thought Smith was the best of the back three, to be honest. For me, I can't remember the last time Smith got beat so much in the air as he did last night. And I know he's not the biggest lad. And I didn't think their striker was the biggest lad, but Christ, he won. I thought he won everything in the air there, lad. And that's the only reason I don't think Smith was the best of the back three. Normally, you're relying on them to win them headers. I thought last night he was getting beaten in the air far too much for my liking for for Nathan Smith. Right, OK. Question for you, then. Yeah. Nathan Smith went for 12 aerial duels yesterday. How many did he win? Sorry, Steve. Truthfully, I... Was I... Just... <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing that. I was just doing that myself. <laughs> That, that's fine. Bez, Bez, Bez is froze on us. Oh, are you back? Oh, right. It didn't freeze my end. I haven't seen that stat. And truthfully, from what I remember of the game, and you remember things differently, don't you? I'd have said about four out of 12, honestly. Okay. But, so he won eight of his 12, so 67%. That surprises me. Yeah. Really does. Because I didn't feel as though he'd won that much. I just seem to remember that lad winning headers against him. And I'm not used to seeing Smith losing headers at all, never mind four. Yeah. No. I just felt. And that was just, as you say, you watch it differently, don't you? Maybe it was just the ones that he lost were right in front of me. But... Yeah. Like I say, I, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I, I thought he was the, 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 the best of the back three. Um, I think he, he did he, he, he did what he needed to as, as much as he could. Um, what, what, I, what I do want to roll back quickly and say... Connor Ripley's yellow card was fucking daft. Yes, I meant to say that actually and forgot. That was another reason I was taking a mark off him and down to four because if there's only the Burton players having a drink, yeah, complain. But your own fucking teammates are over there doing it. And he probably could have got sent off at full time because I don't know if you saw, he was straight over to the ref having a go at the end. Right. And he was, he, was, he was pulled away. And a stronger referee just goes, there you go, lad, there's a second one. See you in a bit. Right, no, I never noticed that. But yeah, to me, if only the Burton players were over having a drink, then yeah, complain to the ref and say, look, the time wasting. 
your own players over there. What do you want the ref doing? To be fair to the ref, he kind of put his arms out as though say, what do you want me to do? Because Vale players were over there having a team talk and a drink. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I thought that was daft, but I didn't see the full time. Yeah, yeah so on... go on. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry to just bounce back there after no. getting to Smithville. I, I just Smith, and I, I forgot when you got to me with Ripley, so yeah. But yeah, Smithy, like I say, for me, I just felt as though their striker actually got the better of him last night. And I'm not used to strikers getting the better of him. That's just how it felt to me. Yeah. Um, moving on, it is you first, Steve. Yeah, it is. And it is the Yak. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Yak. Okay, let's get it over with first. His defending for the first goal was Sunday League-esque at best. I've watched Joe play for his school tonight. And one of the lad playing centre off with Joe did exactly the same thing. It's a criminal error. We, you talk about what happened next with Smith, you know, Joe. But the yak diving in there, he he completely took everybody out of the game. And he's done that. Is that the third time that I can remember him doing it? And they are leading to goal scoring chances. He needs to cut that out. When he came, we were told he's got a mistake in him, didn't we? He can play really, really well. And then he will do something that gives the other team a good good chance to score. And he did that last night. Going forward, I thought he was progressive. A bit Con Hall-esque in many ways. I thought he was decent doing that. But we can't afford him to make that elementary level basic defending mistake once a game because it will cost us. Last We've got away before. Last night, we didn't. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, I, th- I think... You you look at the mistake he made against Charlton, for example. Um, Barnsley he, made one, didn't he? No, Barnsley, he, he didn't start, did he? Did he no, no, it wasn't Barnsley, sorry, it was Charlton, sorry. You were, Charlton. Yeah, Barnsley came on at 6-0, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, let's say the Charlton one, he made that mistake. I just think there was two there was two sides to his performances, wasn't there? There was a side going forward where I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. looked like... It looked like Barese going like going forward at times, like jinking, dropping shoulders, having shots, getting in the box. And I was like, Do you know what? I, I really like this sort of defender. But you're a defender. You've got to defend. And his defending was criminal yesterday. That it wasn't so much just the just just that edit. It was the fact that if you if you look at it, Ojo turns, sprints back, and I don't think Yak's in, in the picture at all. And the other thing that really frustrated me, that second goal, Yak's the complete wrong side of Seddon and just watches him as he taps it in. And it's like, if he's in between them two players, if he's goal side of his man, because there's another man on the line as well, but if he's in between them two players, that goal doesn't happen. And I don't know if they've pushed up too quickly. I don't know, I don't know what he's thought about, but it's just really poor positioning. and. I 100% tell you now, if that's Dan Jones, he gets absolute palters on Twitter last night. But because it's the yak and it's his first bad game, which is fair. And I'm not saying I, I don't want him to have palters, but because it's the yak and his first bad game. I even saw someone say that he played well on Twitter last night, which which made me feel a bit ill. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just it was just a bad performance. And for me, it was it, it was a four. I don't disagree with either of you. I think Yak was poor yesterday. As you say, it's his first bad performance over a season. The League One players can have a few bad performances. 
Last night was his, let's get on with it. The one thing I will stick up for him for is, if the Yak's on the ball on the left-hand side going forward and he's got two of their players in front of him and he's got nobody moving to get the ball, the only option he's got is to turn around and pass it to the goalie or Smithy. So yeah. no shouting forward at him when he's got no fucking options and he's got two men on him. Give your fucking head a wobble or learn a bit about football before you start screaming stuff and looking like a complete fucking idiot. Because you do look like a complete fucking idiot when you're shouting forward to a bloke who's been marked and has got no one to pass to. It just shows you know fuck all about the game. So yeah. fuck that shit out. You're right. Keep keeping the ball is important in in the way that we play because we haven't got that we we haven't got that player up there that's either blessed with pure pace because Bar was. Do you know what I mean? Like Bar has got pure pace and he's a powerful runner. Yeah. We haven't. Josh Thomas that. obviously wasn't available last night. Yeah, I, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't think Josh Thomas is blessed with the same power. No, think, maybe not, but raw pace, yes. Yeah, and, and and that's the difference, you know what I mean? Like, I think Burton's front three yesterday had had power and pace. Yeah, they did. So you you've you've got to you've you've got to defend that differently, and I, I just think that keeping the ball, and making them run, tiring them out would have been much better, as as you saw, than. Umping it long towards their couple of centre halves that are going to beat Willow in the air nine times out of ten, and that's not a dig at Willow, but no. we know that's not his game. There yeah. was an in- there was an incident. Um, forget when it was first off, when exactly what you two talked about happened, and the lows were battering him, going backwards, going backwards. We ran it along the floor to our blast it, who plays and Grant down the left hand side. Everyone's like fucking brilliant, Bill, that fucking brilliant, but that only comes because we've had the patience to go back to recycle the ball. If we just smack it forward, as you say, Willow loses the header and their possession. I'd love to see us keeping the ball. And the same people who lord Man City around Madrid, we're trying to play better football than quicker football. And I'd, and I'd love to see it, to be honest. Yeah, and I actually thought last night we were very good at moving the ball from side to side quicker. <laughs> we were. We were. We've moved it a lot quicker than we have so far this season. Because there has been times <laughs> this season where we've been moving it quite slow from side to side and we've done nothing. Whereas actually last night we were moving it quick enough that it did get them out of position, create that space in the middle. And that's the whole point of what you're doing. If you want to see a team play long ball to a big striker, go down the road because that's what you're going to watch down there. You're going to actually watch some decent football at Vale this year. So appreciate it. That's me off my soapbox. Hmm. Um, moving on, it's John Ichi first, and I've got my own thoughts on this one, and I'm going to be sound really harsh. You've got Samsung's brother, Tom Sang. Yeah, for, for, for Sang, it, it was a three. Going forward, I thought he was he, he looked good. A couple of times, he, he took, took the ball past his man. He, he looked like he was linking up with Barmer again. Well, defensively, he was shambolic. Like, he was, too he, he was too weak for the first one. He didn't he didn't pick his man up. Second one, he's beat in the air. Is that a victim of zonal marking? Possible. But you've still got to be stronger and actually challenge for it. And then after that, he seemed to go hiding. And that was my big thing about, about, about it. Um, he, he then obviously was eventually subbed after about 60 minutes. So I don't know. Like, obviously, it was only about 10 minutes between the second and, and he's, he's actually being subbed. But... Um, it was already a bit too late then, so yeah, it was just it, it wasn't it wasn't a fun performance to watch. Yeah, 
I'm with you. And for me, it's not a victim of zonal marking. It's a victim of playing a centre midfielder at wing back. But that's my views, and everyone knows that. Go on, Steve, before I say anything. Uh, first goal, we've hammered, we've hammered Connie. We need to hammer Sang as well. It was his man. We scored the goal. Second goal, I have a degree of sympathy with him for because he's been beat at the back post, but you see that quite often. But his jumps to congestion, you know, he's not making a massive effort, but you've seen that happen loads of times. But he just looked weak defensively, didn't he? And going forward, like you say, he was okay. He's, he's an option. But I don't know really what more we could have done. You know, as a, as, as a going forward, going forward, he was decent, but defensively, as a wing back, you've got to win your headers, haven't you? And he didn't do it. And two of the goals you've got to look at him for. And it's and when you put it like that, he's got to take take some criticism. Yeah. For me, I really, really like Tom Sang as a footballer. And I've said it on here before. I think Tom Sang is a very, very good footballer. He's League One comfortable. However, what he is as a centre midfielder being asked to do a job at wing back. I said I was a bit worried that we hadn't got enough depth at wing back. We're seeing that for me. So yeah. I do not want to see Tom Sang play wing back again. I really don't. And I know we were going to have to because we haven't got cover there. I'd rather see Plenty have a go at right wing back rather than left wing back because he is right footed. Because I think he thinks a little bit more about the defence side. And he's not the answer. The answer is we need Mitch Clark stay fit to play 90 minutes every week until January so we can get some cover in that allows Clark a break. But we haven't got anyone near the level of Mitch Clark at right wing back. And I'm not expecting someone coming at the same level. But I want someone that's com- comfortable and competent playing wing back because Tom Sang is not a competent wing back. Would you be happy to see Cass there? Over Tom Sang, yes. Do I think Cass is the answer? No. But yes, over Tom Sang, I would rather see Cass there because he has got the defensive mind. He's a bit weak, but actually, I think he's stronger than Sang is. And it, because of where he plays right centre back, he kind of knows when to go forward, when not to go forward. At this moment in time, I think Plant and Cass are better choice cover at wing back than Tom Sang. And people will batter me for that, going, fucking hell, Cass isn't a wing back. Not saying he is, but neither is Tom Sang. See, I, I, I think Cass, Cass is. I, I really do. I think, I think that's where Cass's best position would be. Could I think be. you saw yesterday when he came on, I know this is going a bit off piece, but you saw yesterday when he came on that actually. Them little balls into Funzo and Mitch from from the the right hand side. He's actually he's actually got a bit of a footballing brain about him. So he he's also got a bit of a bit of pace about him. But he's more like when we played Warrell there. He starts ten yards deeper than Mitch Clark does. And maybe it's one to look at next Tuesday against Sutton or against Newcastle kids. Yeah. Started October because I personally. I'd love to see Tom Sang in the midfield and coming on in the midfield. And I think he has got the capability of nailing down the spot in the midfield. I do not want to see him at wing-back again. So it isn't a victimisation saying Tom Sang isn't a footballer. It's a Tom Sang isn't a wing-back. He's a, we've only seen him centre midfield, what, 45 minutes against Barnsley. And I thought he was excellent, to be fair. And I think he played a bit part in one of the cup games in midfield and looked excellent. But he doesn't look excellent at wing-back unless he hasn't got to defend. And unfortunately, a wing-back's got to defend. Yeah, no, you, you, you're right, and I think like I say that it's not it's not one of these. There's no coming back from it. I know that you said that yeah. you don't want him there, but you know full well that 
on Saturday at Cambridge. If he's there, he'll have your full backing. Of course he will. Of course he will. But I want to see Mitch Clark out on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Moving on, it is Steve, you first. And going across the midfield on Sky, you've got my paralysis man of the match. I'm sure it's going to be yours and Johnny's paralysis man of the match because to me, he was head and shoulders above anything on that pitch last night. And it was the blasting. What a fucking player. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was man of the match, wasn't he, by a country mile. Everything good comes to the blaster. He's a brave little fucker. He doesn't give up. He'll have the ball short, long. His passing is like it's beautiful. I don't remember a Vale player. Maybe Gary Roberts was the last one with that range of passing, maybe. I, but our blaster is going to be a hell of a player. And at the end, he scores his goal, took it pretty well, didn't he, you know? And yeah, he's a brilliant player already. To, you know, and to only be 18, the bloke sitting next to me in Long Street. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. He, he didn't deserve to be on the losing side. No, we definitely didn't. Johnny? Yeah, he's second in my man of the match. Wow. Um, behind Burton's goalkeeper. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 think, I think that should, their keeper, their keeper, and I know I've seen people say, "Oh, he hasn't made a, he hasn't made a spectacular save." Funzo's free kicks a good save. There's that one that's looping over him. There he parries over. He's he's made some good reaction saves, and the the one off the post where where he smothers it in, he's he, he's reacted well to like, like he's reacted well to to cover, but. On on Ollie, we're blessed to have that boy, and we keep saying it. Don't fall in love with a lone player. It's like it's it's happened. He's he's brilliant. Steph was saying to me that the Burton fans around her were saying how good he was, and that that shows that shows the credit, doesn't it? That like you've you've got you've got a lad on the pitch that's getting credit from the away fans as well. It, it tells you everything you need to know. Um, I just, he took his goal well. He was in and around. My only criticism of our blaster was for the first ten or so minutes, he couldn't get it, couldn't get into the game at all. He seemed to be always behind a player or next to a player, and I don't know if that was tactically, like in terms of Burton had put a man on him. Like we spoke about it against Oxford, didn't we? That yeah. that, that happened. But after that first ten minutes, he, he kind of. Him and Ojo swapped and Divine and Garrity swapped and things started opening up a bit more for him. Um, but yeah, I think the blaster was brilliant. Eight out of ten performance. He couldn't have done much more himself. Um, I know we spoke about was it a red sort of thing. I, I'm I'm in, I'm all in for a good old fashioned challenge, but um, he, he does need to be careful if 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 that's what he's going to do. Yeah, he needs to be careful. And yeah, I'll echo everything you said. He was unbelievable last night. I thought potentially the best performance we've seen him in a veil shape, potentially. I thought he was all over the shop. He was cutting stuff out, getting on the ball, knocking it about. And as you say, don't fall in love with a lone player. When he makes his England debut, I'll have an England shirt with our blaster on the back. There we go. He might be born in Sheffield, but he's been made in Basel. What a player. <laughs> Moving on, Johnny, next to him, Funzo. Um, mixed bag for Funzo, really. I thought he he he, 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 he didn't go hiding, but 
and just wasn't as effective as he has been in in the last few games. And like, I think we've got to appreciate he's not going to be. He's a League One player for a reason, um, and he's not going to be your best player on the pitch every week. But I also don't think he was he was he was anywhere near the worst. Um, I thought he was decent. That free kick he hit was 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 all right. It just needs a bit more power if he's if if he's going to score that. I think keeper's always going to really save it. But um, he he was he was about he he was trying to make things work. Um, he was the only one really that when the ball hit him in midfield, other than Ripley, had attempted that switch ball to get it over quickly. But overall, decent performance. Six out of ten. Nothing nothing really to shout home about. Um, did really well to to sprint all the way back for for the third. Was probably a bit unlucky not to get get something on it, but at least he was trying and shows that the effort and desire is there. And that's the one thing I don't think you can hammer any of the squad for. Yeah, that's fair, Steve. Yeah, a bit of an after Lord Mayor's show performance of Funzo. He was so good on Saturday when he didn't give the ball away at all, and was just beautiful to watch. This this was a bit of a come down, bit of a hangover performance from him. He wasn't disastrous, but he didn't seem to have the... His passing wasn't as progressive yesterday, for whatever reason. Um, but he didn't let the side down. It was a steady performance, but it wasn't as good as Saturday. But Saturday was so good. As you say, he's a League One player. If you played like it <clears throat> on Saturday every week, he would, wouldn't be playing for Vale. So, yeah, it was steady enough, and he put, put the effort in. Don't have a problem with it, really, but it wasn't his best. Yeah. With you both, and you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that he can't play the way he did Saturday every week, otherwise, he wouldn't be with us. But he didn't have a bad game, he was okay without hitting the levels he has done, and that's okay. You just need to rely on the people around you, can you? Through that, and I think the midfield did, it was just his defense that let him down. But moving on, Steve on the left, Connor Grant, steady for Grant. He burst on the left a couple of times in the first half. Showed good yard pace. Maybe could have scored. Um, his left foot hasn't... We know he's got a great left foot. We've not seen him really whipping the balls in with real intent yet for Vale. But, what about Garrett's Eddie? Yeah, apart from which I was about to get to. Apart <laughs> from Garrett. <laughs> obviously, I've forgotten. Obviously, I've forgotten. But apart from Garrett's Eddie. But he was steady enough. I like Grant. I think he's a good player. He just needs to, a consistent run of games to get fully up to speed. But he's a good player and a good signing. Yeah, I'm with you. And I thought he actually put a few good balls in last night and a couple that he could have done better with. But yeah, Johnny? My only criticism of Conor Grant yesterday was he needs to stay onside. Mm. Yeah. Because I think, was he offside two or three times? When there's one where he was about five yards offside and he was looking across the All line. across the line, yeah. Close. Yeah. From his, position, from his position, there's no excuse for that, is there? You can see one side to the other. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, the, that, that's why it's more criminal. I think yeah. wing-backed wingers, whatever, shouldn't be caught offside when you can see across the pitch like that. So, his excuse one, but, maybe the ball was too late, but... Yeah, but no, I still I still don't buy it. Um, no, but yeah, his deli- delivery into Garrity was good. He had a, he had a couple of off chances in the game as well. Like probably 
probably his best performance for me since we signed him. And I know that's not saying a lot because, like, he hasn't uh, obviously hasn't played loads of minutes for us. Nice to see him get ninety under his belt. Um, whether that was by choice or by design, I don't know. But um, I think we, we've got the buildings of something, and he's 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 very good at them little triangles. And he, he gives us he really gives us that option when we when we're looking at with our blaster and Ojo, Divine, Garrity and stuff in Willow. So we've got a good player on his hands. Um, seven out of ten, um, and a good building block. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, with you both, with you both. Um, and moving on in the order that they are on Sky behind the front man. John, it's you first. And you've got Alfie. Yeah, it wasn't his best day at the office, was it? Um, he, 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 looked like, he looked like a young lad playing professional football. And I think he, he's going to take him a few more games than it took our blaster. Just because of him coming in quite late and then him being in a week and a bit and then starting off for England. And I don't blame him for that. That's not that. Do you know what I mean? That, that's not me digging him out for going on international duty. That's just like, it's his first taste of men's football. And people say, well, Ollie went there, but Ollie was here two weeks before him and stuff like that. And I think it does make a difference. Um, the more games Alfie plays, the better he'll be. Probably should have done better and probably wishes he'd done better with his efforts in the first half. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's he's all right. It's, for me, probably a five, but like it's, it's another one where I'm not sat here thinking I don't ever want to see him again. Yeah. Steve? At the start, you mentioned players who went missing in the second half. I would label Alfie in that category. Um, he's a brilliant player, he's going to be a good player and what you've just said about him being a few weeks behind the blast, I totally agree with first half I thought he was okay, second half for me he disappeared, he wasn't the only one but he didn't, but he just I'd take him off early if I'd have been Cosby Yeah, I'm with you both on that, I think he uses quality you can see he's got the quality and he's him and all blaster, you can see with their range of passing, they're pretty much above anything else in this league where they can feed balls through lines and etc. And but yeah, he went a little bit missing yesterday, and I don't know whether that's the occasion of you know two games in short space of time. Which let's be honest, he hasn't been used to because he's been playing under 23s football where you play one game a week. So whether that's caught up with him a little bit, or whether it's just a case of he's still getting used to his teammates, which he will be. But I think. As you say, Johnny, the more we see him, the better he'll get. Just not his day yesterday. Yeah, it's not it's not a performance primary for anyone, yeah. really. It wasn't disastrous by any stretch of the imagination. It's just one of his day. Yeah, Move- it wasn't his day, basically, yeah. Yeah. Moving on, Steve, the best on earth. Got another goal. That's three goals and three appearances. Three, the last three appearances now. Yeah. I think I said to you, Pat, in, the, in our group, Alexis, show me a Ben Garrity goal. And that was a Ben Garrity goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Time is wrong, arriving late, bullet header. Could he have had another couple in the first half? Certainly one. I think he did hit it too well. I agree with whichever one of you said that. Again, second half, though, for me, he wasn't as good. He, he, which surprised me about Ben. It's something, maybe it's because he's not been playing so much, but he seemed to drift out of the game in the second half. Again, it's not it's a really disaster. Good. 
minute did we sub him off? Sorry? We, we what minute him. did we sub him off? We didn't. Didn't we? So where was Co- he for 40 minutes? Coakley went for Cass, the Yak went for Plant, Sang went for Clark, and Divine went for Massey. So where was Garrity for 40 minutes in that second half then? Yeah, this is, this is the point I'm making. Um, you don't, I don't know I've ever said that about Ben Garrity before. Usually, no matter how bad things are, he is ratting, he is up, he is up and down the pitch, he is in the game one way or another. He wasn't in the second half, was he? And I wonder whether that's a byproduct of not playing much football. Mm, maybe Johnny. Look, it, it was it was a performance of two halves. First half, I thought he was fantastic. I would have given him a nine after that first half. I thought he was bloody everywhere. I thought he was really helpful. Second half was bloody awful. Like he went missing, and when when you needed him is is the thing that frustrated me a bit more. At the end, he needed to be closer in with Willow and Massey. He's the only he's the only one about out of them players that we had that were in there that that can head a ball as we saw with the goal. So we needed we needed his presence. We needed him being a menace in there, and it just it just didn't happen. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know whether it's fitness with him because is he the sort of player that needs to be playing every week sort of thing to get that match fitness? I don't know if it's just he was blowing and. He probably would. He was expecting to be brought off, and because of what's happened with Chislett and Loft, that that just didn't happen. I, I really don't know. Like, I, ju- I just think that everything he everything he did so well in the first half, because because even that run for the for the shot, which I think he, he hit a bit too early, he showed a burst of pace that I don't think I've seen from Garrity in in a long time. He. His header was brilliant, and as I said, it's not me hammering him either because he's. I love Garrity, but I think it's just that, similarly to Smith, these players that are coming in that have got that bit more quality. We're noticing sometimes when the other players aren't aren't doing what they used to do a bit more and what they bring to the team. And I just think that I say I just think that the Garrity thing yesterday, the second half, he was just anonymous, and it's a real shame. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was it was still a, it's still a six because his first half was that good. So like I'm not totally hammering him, but like at half time he, he was head and shoulders above anyone on that pitch for me, and it was just it was just frustrating. Yeah, I can't disagree. I thought first half I should say was excellent. Arriving in the box at the right times. For me, he should have had that trick yesterday, and that's the criticism for me. It could have been on three by half time. But yeah, second half went a bit missing. And as you say, maybe Chessy coming on for him in a normal game. But I think Massey was there to come on, but he had to come on for Divine because Divine had kind of lost a bit at that point. So I don't know. But yeah, he's still a great play. He's still going to offer us a hell of a lot. And that first half was unbelievable. So we'll end on that because that's the high. And yeah. that movie, no, go on. No, I say, yeah, it was, and I think that's the thing. Like, and that's that's why I wanted to emphasize the six. Do you know what I mean? Because he yeah. hasn't had a disastrous game, and it might have sounded like I was saying he had. He had a disastrous half, in my opinion, but he had probably the best half of his season and the worst half in the same game. So yeah, that's it's always fair to even itself out. Yeah, no, that is fair. I'm moving on, Johnny. Up front, Bales twenty nine, James Wilson. 
it a bit of an indifferent game for Willow. I thought there was there was no there was no lack of effort. Um, he he seemed he seemed to I don't know if he was told early on that Loft Loft got hurt, so so manage himself because he seemed sometimes to go chasing everything, and then for the next ten minutes he'd hold his position. He's got a quality first touch. That, that the switch ball that he put put over for for Grant when when he set up the goal, that was brilliant. He, he's such a fine footballer. He seems desperate for a goal yesterday. I don't know if it's because of the po- hitting the post that he was he was a bit, you know, like on top of himself and thinking. I should I should have done better with that one sort of thing. I, I, I don't know, but there was one where he cut in on his left foot in the second half, cut back onto his right, tried to take three players on, and ended up just losing it. When if he when he cut in, if he just hit it, you're like you, you're all right with that. That that's fine. You know, regardless of where it ends up, I, I wouldn't mind it. I think that was just a couple of things, but he links up play well. He he does the things that no one else in our team can do with the ball, other than probably Divine and Arblaster now, because I think them two have are special. And he's, I think what I want to say here is a massive credit to Crosby, the coaching staff, the fitness team, the medical staff, and Wilson himself. I, in a month of Sundays, would never have expected Wilson to have played this many games and this many minutes at this point of the season because not don't want to be horrible to him, but it's James Wilson. Like, But he's already played six games now for us. And it, is that he played 25 last season. So what, like, what, do you know what I mean? What does that say? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Steve? I thought Willow was better than indifferent. I thought he was fairly decent um, in the inside the post. <coughs> sort of summed up the game, really, didn't it? But he linked up play. He definitely, definitely looks better with having better quality midfielders around him. The, the, the switchboard you talked about, that was like a golf shot. The, the way he's, I run it because he plays a lot of golf. The way he spun, yeah. it, the way he spun it into his feet. I thought he held the ball up okay. Yeah, don't lump it up to him because that's not his game. But what I was hoping, what I'm hoping for is that he doesn't get taken off on 60 minutes as a default as a default sub because it's an easy thing to do. I'd like to see him playing up front with Loft occasionally to, to play off him a bit. But yeah, I thought Willow was okay. He needs a goal. think it's coming. The ball at the end sums it up. If he hits that ball into the ground, scuffs it a bit, it bounces into the net. He just catches it so well, it flies straight at their keeper. And again, it was one of those nights where everything was flying at the keeper. I thought Billy was good. And what you said, Johnny, everyone deserves a lot of credit, especially him, yeah. for the way, he's, the way he's playing now, fit he looks. And yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, I think, had Willow got a goal last night, we'd have been waxing lyrical about his performance. I really do. Yeah. And that's the only thing that was missing. But unfortunately, he's a striker and he's on the pitch to get his goals. And the game come, hopefully. The game that's come because... because- he should have had at least two last night for me. The one that come off the inside of the post, I don't think he's done anything wrong. It's just that no, that'll go in on another day. Yeah. And the volley at the end, as you say, that goes in on another day again. I don't think he's done anything wrong. But on another day, that's two goals he's got. 
and we'd have been waxing lyrical saying what a performance from the centre forward, scored us two goals with one four three. But he's playing now. You can see we all know with James Wilson, he's a run of games to get him going. It looks like he's getting going. I do think this formation, I'm not going to knock it because Christ, we're on 16 points after eight games, which I'd have asked you what drugs you were taking at the start of the season. I think at times he can look a little bit isolated because it takes the midfield time to get up with him. And I think there was one point last night, he got four men around him and he got nowhere to go at all. However, and I prefer two men up front. I'm open and honest about that. I like to see two men up front. The problem is, which midfield are you taking out? Because I'm, I don't know. So, but he's doing a job for the team and should have got better on the score sheet last night. Yeah, like I, I know, I know what you're saying about the formation, but you can't change it. No, you can't. I agree, you can't. I just like two up top because I think at times it looks like we're attacking when the wing backs haven't had time to get forward. You're attacking with three men basically because all blast and Ojo are deeper in getting forward. We've got the ball forward and we've Willow at times, even the attacking midfielders are 10, 15 yards away from him. And but I think, think that only happens when Chislett's not on the pitch. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, I noticed it last night. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get it. I get it, and I, I, I do. I, I get what you're saying. But I, just, I think at the minute, this formation works for what we've got, and we're a couple of players off being a solid top ten side, and that's that to me. That to me is more than I could have asked for. Now, like I was on, I spoke to Radio Stoke this morning, um, and I said, look, it's target fifty points. It's still that's still the target. I don't. I know that sixteen points from eight. We're averaging two games a season. Uh, two two games. Two games a season. Two points a game. I hope it's not two games a season. Jesus. Um, but we're averaging two points a game at the minute. That's not going to continue, because if that continues, we won. We win the league, pretty much. With that, that about. Uh... Well, it's just shy hundred points, isn't it? So yeah. All right. Two points. Is, is that the maths? Yeah, 46 games, double each, 92. Okay, so 92 points were at us fourth last season. Last it season was an extremely high points there once because you yeah. got the three running away with it. Well, that's it. It would have won us the league the season before and the season before that. Yeah. Um, that, that one doesn't count because Cobb finished on 60 points. Um, would have come second the season Luton won the league. Um, third when Wigan and Blackburn were in, but again, anomaly because of them pair second behind Sheffield United when they got 100 points. So the last five or six seasons, 92 points to see your top top two majority, but planted solely in the playoffs um, at worst. So I, I get that like it could happen and, it, and it'd be a bloody great season if it does. But at the minute, it's target 50 points. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It is at this point. However, for me, what I'm seeing, if we can keep that 11 fit, Add some backup at wing back in January. Let's have a look at Deborah when he comes in. There's no reason this team can't be in around that playoff position for me at this moment in time. But we are going at bumps in the road. And last night, I'm not even going to call last night a bump in the road. It wasn't a bad performance. It was just an unlucky day at the office where another day we play that game again tonight and it goes the same way it did with the chances, etc. We're probably winning that game tonight. Yeah, well, I think did Conor Grant said in his interview, didn't he? You play that game, you play that game another ten times, and we win nine of them. Yeah, and I think he's right. I really do that again. I know Steph's listening. That's not a knock at Burton. I just think 
we were the better side on the night, but you don't get points for being the better side on the night. And I've said that on this podcast when we haven't been the better side and won games. Yeah, get... I think I think the, we, we were the better football inside, yeah. but they, 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 they executed the game plan better. They were clinical in front of goal and we weren't. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing. I think on on the substitutes yesterday, um, now there's night one closure he is. I was disappointed. So, can with I... I'll agree with you, Johnny, before you even say it. Go on. <laughs> can I say before you do on the subs, Gavin Massey? One I yeah. saw of him when he came on off the bench, and I've never seen this from Gavin Massey before, he was getting his body between the ball and defenders. He was holding two of them, two of them off at the same time, rolling it out to the winger to let the winger then get it into the box. I thought Gavin Massey was exceptional off the bench last night. He was strong as an ox yesterday, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, which you don't expect from Massey. You label him as soft and going down very easy. Yeah. Last night he wasn't. He was wild, ultimately strong, and I love seeing that. Absolutely yeah. love seeing that. We saw that with Massey at Crew though as well when he came on there. He he, yeah. he was playing with the back towards. So maybe maybe that's that that's a new thing for him. But yeah, I think Cass I thought was good when he came on. Mitch soft yellow card when he like the minute he comes on. It but... was never a yellow card after that's his first tackle, and it, all it was was a shoulder to shoulder. Yes, it was a barge and it was a foul. But it was a shoulder shot. It's never a yellow card in a million years, especially when their number four's been kicking shit out of our midfielders and getting away with it. Yeah, but let's say a soft yellow concedent the minute you come on. Yeah, um, I don't blame Mitch for that yellow because it wasn't a yellow card. Yeah, fair. And like I say, like, he, he got in amongst it, but Plant's the one that frustrated me yesterday. And me. And he did me. me, in all fairness. I'm agree, he did me. Plant, he was. That's Planty's worst minutes in a male shirt for me. Like yeah, he trapped that ball further than you can kick it, Steve, yesterday. Yeah. Couldn't trap a bag of cement, could he? He gave way to silly, silly fouls. Inexperience as well. He gave way to silly fouls when you're trying to build up a head of steam. I'd like to see him on the, on the other side, to be honest. I think it's a bit unfair. He's stuck on the left. Agree. I, I think you've got to caveat it with he's, all, he's never in his best position. But it's a one-off, and you know, Bez loves plant. He's going to get 15 goals and 27 assists this season. Um, but he wasn't wasn't his finest moments when he came on yesterday. Yeah, don't disagree, Gianni. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, yeah. I think I think Steve just said, said everything about plant. And the, the the big thing is, it was just how wasteful he was with it. And you've got to remember, he's he, he's a young lad, so he's still learning his trade and. I still want to see him in, in, involved in stuff. And I think we have got a cracking player on his hands. It's just that we've got to nurture him and develop him. And maybe on another day, Loft comes on instead of, in, instead at that point and Massey goes wide so we don't see Plant. Who who knows what, what happens on another day. But yeah, um, the one thing, again, you can't fault any of the players for was a lack of effort or desire. And it's the same same for Planty. Um and I just think the big thing is we now put that game behind us and see how we react on Saturday, um, which which brings us nicely. So if you need a taxi, get on to Andy PVFC for your way, for your way tra- travels. Um, might not take you Cambridge, but I'm sure he'll take you the Costa del Sol. Well, he'll he'll take you to the airport unless you're Jamie, and then he'll send one of his backup drivers. I, I don't blame him for that. I, I want him in my car. 
yeah, we, we, we head down to Cambridge. Um, who, two weeks ago, when we were looking at the, the run of fixtures, they, they were on a, a bit of a rich vein of form. Um, they, they've, they've dropped off slightly with, with two defeats. Granted, one, one was Wigan and the other's Peterborough in the trophy game. but And both away from home. I had a look earlier. They've won the last two home games. Yeah, they have. So it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I um, don't know if Stevens is back fit yet. Because, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if he is, we've got to hope that Chislett's fit. Because he can hit one from outside the box properly. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I think it's, it's an interesting one. They've got a a good manager in Mark Bonner. Um, they've made some decent signings in the summer. They seem to have seem, seem to have dealt with the loss of um, Ironside, um, Smith and Nibs quite well by bringing in Kachunga, Sully Kai Kai and that Damey. Um, so, so it's going to be going to be an interesting one, I think. It's um, a big game for me because you look at our three league fixtures after this, and it's Bolton at home, Bristol Rovers away, Portsmouth away. So we've got three tough, tough league games after this, and this is a tough one because, as we've said, they're doing well at home this season, and they're doing better than they'd expected so far. But for me, you look at the three league games after that. Ideally, I'd like three points from this one, but it's certainly no game, and it's going to be a tough, tough game. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think for me, I wanted five points from these three. Um, We've got three. Um, Yeah, we've got got three points. And now if we ended up with four, it's not not a disaster. By far, it's not a disaster. Um, But yeah, let's see what, let's see what happens. So, Bez. What what you're saying, avtimings.com, time of the first goal and goal scorer, please. 28 minutes, James Wilson is going to get that goal, just get it off his back. Fair enough. Vale 2-0. Vale 2-0, okay. I... Steve's, Steve's had to shoot. Oh, I thought He's he said in a minute, sorry. I thought he said in a minute. No. Right, you, Johnny. Yeah, for me, I'm going Ben Garrity to, to carry on his rich vein of form. Four and four. It's three one. Fail win. Nice. We could do because I, I do think them three games after a game be a real good test of where we are. And I'm looking forward to them. They're not. Sometimes you look at the fixtures and look at three games and come and think, shit. I'm looking yeah. forward to them because Bolton at home should be a great atmosphere, a real test of where we are. Then Bristol Rovers away. We all know they didn't get the striker they wanted. However, still a bloody good side. And then Portsmouth haven't lost a game yet, I don't think, in the league. Uh, they, 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 they're top now. Um, they're top on goal difference. Yeah. Only, same point as us. So the three really exciting games to go into. So if we can get a win at Cambridge to go in with a bit of form, and then we'll talk about them closer to way. Yeah, that's it. I, but I think I'd like say we've got. Again, another Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday run in as well. Uh, big cup game against Sutton the week after. So there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. So other than that, do we have anything else to report? I don't think so. Um, hopefully we're doing a special tomorrow, which will... Are we going to release 
straight away we're going wait till we've got a free midweek. <laughs> what? So wait, wait until wait until like mid November. Yeah, let's release it. Today. Release it before Saturday, so people going Cambridge will have. Because let's be honest, people will probably listen to this with it being a review, won't they? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. See how it goes and see when we get it. But yeah, in the next few weeks, there'll certainly be a special released. Yeah, there will. And I think, like I say, hopefully it'll be a good one. Um, I, think it will. I think it'll be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. But we are trying to get a couple of others lined up as well. Um, Steve Guppy message. So I've got to, got to line that one up um, for, for when we've got some time. But obviously, with games coming thick and fast, I don't want messing around and just say, oh, Gups, are you available in November? Sort of thing. So um, hopefully people will be looking forward to that. So if you have got any memories, thoughts, feelings, questions for Guppy, then let us know uh, because that will be one that we'll get sorted. So I'll just file them over. Um, but yeah, other than that, let's go. Um, Bez, you're on the fun buzz Saturday. I am fun buzz from the Crown. Half eight, we're leaving. So yeah, so am I. To that. Yeah, you are as well. Yeah, I'm on it. So please don't speak to me if you see me in Cambridge because I won't remember your name. Um, so the ratings might be disastrous come Sunday when we record. Um, when we've won five nil, and I'm giving tens out to players that didn't even play. Yeah, could happen. So that'll be a eight. It's fine. Um, but other than that, enjoy yourselves. Get you down yourselves down to Johnny's Bar Thursday, Friday, and most of all, have that ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.